0: A new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice.
1: Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac?
0: It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best.
1: Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here.
0: REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.
2: Week 35 of The Aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn. If you are new to the show thank you. Uh, I got a big guest today, Joy Behar from The View. So probably got a lot of new uh, listeners today, not to mention my new markets in my radio show of Orlando, San Francisco, and Gainesville. So, So welcome to my podcast. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity.
0: You and I as citizens, have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret societies. But ours was a nation of the battle, not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a
1: people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual
0: citizen live or labor under conditions
2: All right. Big week for the nation. Big week for me personally last week. I uh, launched in San Francisco, Orlando, and Gainesville. Got a lot of interest from some other markets that might be picking us up soon. So uh, we're really excited here at the Chris Hahn Show and the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Chris Hahn Networks. I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Uh, this is not my first. Run in with syndication, but it's the first time I've done it with real serious people who are really serious about syndication. I've done it with some radio guys who were great guys and are great guys. Uh, we just didn't ever have any real experience with syndication, nor did we have any luck syndicating. So um, let's see what happens. I'm I'm already um, ahead of where we were in the syndication world. So it's a uh, I'm pretty excited. Lots to come. Um, you know, my first guest in syndication is Joy Behar and she's going to be my first guest, uh, my guest today on the podcast. Um, and we talked mostly about the, not mostly, but we talked a little bit about the cruelty among conservatives today and, and how neither of us can understand how like evangelicals and people who call themselves Christians, um, tolerate it. I, I mean, I, I you guys who have been listening to me for a long time know that I grew up in the evangelical church. My parents are still very heavily involved with the evangelical church. They're both uh, ministers, and um, you know, I, I don't. Uh, they're pastors. They have a church. I just don't. You know, I read the Bible. I read it many times. Studied it for years as a youth. Went to church. Um you know i I understand the Gospel, and there's a couple things that have perplexed me and I talked about this on my radio show. maybe I'll drop that in later too but uh i there's this 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 thing going around called the Prosperity Gospel, which really is just being invented to benefit Donald Trump I think i mean it I've read the Bible. There's no such thing as the prosperity gospel. Do I think that people of faith have for years thought that God will provide for them? Yes. Uh, But, you know, Jesus was pretty clear in the gospel what he thought of the rich. In fact, he said, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. Yet. To tolerate their, uh, to sorry, sorry, to explain their tolerance for Donald Trump, really their hypocritic tolerance for Donald Trump. The religious right in this country has created and manufactured a prosperity gospel. It is why you know one of the reasons why I am no longer affiliated with any organized church, and that doesn't mean I don't have faith. But I am not affiliated with any organized church because this is just absolute nonsense. And the rank and file of the evangelical movement across this country are squarely behind this president and these conservatives who, day in and day out, not only do they preach the prosperity gospel, which is nonsense, they turn their back on those in need across this country the weak, the poor, the immigrant, the sick. I mean, just think about those things, right? Let's start with the sick. I mean, what was their, their, their attempt was to get rid of health care for millions of Americans. Conservative governors across this country refused the Medicare expansion, which would cover more of their constituents without any real cost to their taxpayers. What can that be other than cruelty, right? I mean, they understand that they can help people. Americans need health care. The sick, you know, when I was sick, did you did you comfort me? These are these are things Christ said, you know, that what you do unto the least of them, you do unto me. And yet they're, they're cool with the billionaire president with the three wives and the five kids from three different women and the sex scandals and everything else that, God forbid, if it was a Democrat, you know, they would be telling people, what do we tell our children, right? That was their theme throughout the entire Clinton administration. What are we going to tell the children? And and I get it. I don't I'm not I'm not apologizing for Bill Clinton's bad behavior in the White House anymore. I'm done with that. That doesn't mean I didn't think he was a good president, but I, I you know, I am not apologizing for his bad behavior, but you know, why are conservatives and evangelical Christians apologizing and just simply ignoring President Trump's bad behavior? I mean, the Stormy Daniels scandal alone should have gotten them to turn their back on on him, you know the the Holly the Access Hollywood tape should have gotten them to turn their back on him, but they didn't. They stood with him. They stand by him to this day. It makes no sense to me. I have uh, I have no ability to process why these people do this, why they behave in this way. It's saddening and it's hypocritical. I mean. Uh, They should be outraged by what this president is doing at the border alone. They should be outraged by it. Uh, You know, putting kids in, in cages, separating them from their families, treating them inhuman. Now, I get it. This president is appointing conservative judges that will absolutely end choice if they're given an opportunity to do it. They will... Eliminate a woman's right to choose if they are given the opportunity to do it, which is why America, I don't care who is the democratic nominee, whoever's running against Trump. You know, if you, if you care about choice, you better be behind that person. No more of this. Well, I was a Bernie person or I liked Elizabeth Warren or I like Joe Biden. And I'm just going to stay home because the Russians put an ad out that made me feel like these people are evil. By the way, it was the Russians, right? You know that, right? It was the Russians. We gotta unify here, cause they clearly have. They've circled their wagons on the right around this president, and they do not care whatsoever about any of his of their of this looking inconsistent. They have no shame when it comes to supporting him. They are creating entirely new gospels. I mean, literally rewriting the Bible. I mean, I I challenge you, America, to read the book of Matthew and find anything where Jesus is like, oh, yeah, rich guy, good, poor guy, bad. Like, they're basically saying that if you're poor in America, it's because you are not a believer. And there are a lot of believers who are not rich, uh, you know, a lot of believers who are not doing well financially or not doing well physically. They need the help, and they need health care, and they need other things. A lot of believers in prison. A lot of believers at the border trying to get into this country. And a lot of evangelical, right-wing, political types turning their back on them. And I, I, you know, I, I for one, now that we head into the holiday season here, and, you know, some of you, a lot of us will be heading to church, maybe making an annual trek to church. Um... You're going to hear the story of the Nativity for sure. But I encourage you, you know, look, I'm not one of these people who feel that you have to be religious, and I'm not religious, but I've read it. I've read the gospel. I know the gospel. There's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. It's nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense. And, you know, again, this is another way conservatives try to hold people down. And we have to really push back on it. We should push back on it by quoting the Bible right in their face. I try to do it as often as possible. I I try to quote the Bible as often as possible when I am debating conservatives, and nothing gets me more hate mail from across this country, including from some people with reverend in their name or pastor in their name you know, I get more hate mail from those people when I quote the Bible than anything else I do on television or radio. It is amazing to me. So anyway, I hope you, if you're enjoying this podcast, will send me an email or follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, and tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, I think uh, I think we're catching on here, uh, and I'm really excited uh, to bring in my, my guest today, Joy Joy Behar who I've known for many years. Joy and I were both at Current. We both got fired when Al Jazeera took over Current. Um, she had a show called Say Anything, which I used to do regularly. Uh, I was a regular on Current, uh, which was this uh, liberal network that was owned by Al Gore at the time, and he sold it for reportedly, uh, he made a billion dollars when he sold it or something like that. And then Al Jazeera went out of business in two years. By the way, they didn't hire me because they thought I was too funny. So... Uh, yeah, I was too entertaining on TV and and I get it. I mean, entertainment and news is part of the problem in this country, but I'm not going to unilaterally disarm. I'm going to try to continue to keep you entertained while I try to inform you. And um I think I did that. I you know, I was entertaining but not at the expense of the facts. You know, I I always believe that you've got to cut through in media and you've got to cut through by saying things in a way that gets gets people's attention and if you could do it funny if you could be funny about it then great kind of hard you know joy and i talk about it. it's kind of hard to be funny in this environment so all right stick where you're at i'm gonna bring you joy behar right after this hey america christopher han here the aggressive progressive podcast what is with the president and the right wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country it's ridiculous and it needs to stop Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. Joy Behar, you know her, you love her, comedian extraordinaire, and of course, the host of The View. Joy, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Chris, and congratulations on the new gig.
2: Oh, Joy, let me tell Good you something. Day. I mean, every building block of my life leads up to this, from my days delivering papers in your favorite town of Each to now
1: century. <laughs> I spent I to you there one weekend.
2: I know it? you did. <laughs> That's why I bring it up. And, and of course, my experience working with you at Current, which was one of my favorite shows to do, Joy Behar's Say Anything, which was just a fantastic show.
1: I'm still bitter about the demise of that show.
2: I, I'm bitter about how I didn't get hired by the people who were taking over after them. Zero? Yeah, my age is like, they're going to hire you. They're going to pay you triple what Fox mm. was paying you. Yeah. And then you know what they said to me, Joy? What? They said, oh, they thought you were too funny.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they're uh, Al Jazeera. There's not like sense of humor is on the top of their list.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's something that needs to be, I think we have to export humor around the world. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show today, because you and I politically are on the same page. Yeah. uh, But we also believe that people have got to lighten up in this world, right? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be,
1: uh, to be lightening, to lighten up right now with what's going on in this country you know he makes people angry yeah this uh, this president you know like i just found out that he's cutting back on food stamps i mean Mm -hmm. it's the politics of cruelty it's very difficult to get a laugh out of this you know it is
2: it's very difficult and uh but it is it it's important that we try to bring some levity to people's lives i think that's just my feeling i think Mm -hmm. that when i'm into trying to do this this radio business and i'm mostly on in conservative markets although my new station in san francisco is a very progressive station so i'm very excited to be part of that uh uh but uh, you know i I try to, to lighten the mood and say, hey, look, here's what you got to look at and understand it. And, yeah, this food stamp thing, this whole—I feel like the whole Trump administration has been, how cruel can we be? Right. You know, how cruel can we be? Yeah. and why do the people like that? I, I, why, the religious right seems to like it also. Like,
1: uh, they're putting him in a, in a category of, a, you know, some kind of savior. It's yeah. outrageous.
2: Yeah, I don't get it at all. I mean, I grew up in the church. You know this. We've had this conversation. I grew yeah. up as an evangelical. My parents are both evangelical ministers. And I remember reading the Bible, and I remember—I don't remember Christ saying, "You yeah, know, give a tax cut to a big, you know, wealthy guy and uh, cut people's food stamps." No, I don't remember it's that. Not in there because it's not in the. Bible. No, I, I reread <laughs> it. I went back and reread Matthew, right. the book of right. Matthew, and I did not see it in one spot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, give the tax breaks to the rich and kill the poor. You know
1: they, what? They don't. They, a lot of these people don't believe in climate change, but they do believe in Noah's Ark and uh, and David and Goliath and yeah. those kinds of stories.
2: Yeah. Yeah, why it is. is that? It is. It is sad. It is a sad, sad state of affairs that we are living through right now. Very uh, bad, and
1: and it's it's also very puzzling.
2: It's completely puzzling. Yeah, I, I just I I don't understand why people don't have logic and reason in their lives anymore. That's the part that is driving me a little crazy right now.
1: Well, I, you know, I was talking to my friend Susie uh, Essman just at lunch today. Oh, my favorite.
2: Yeah, you're name I'm dropping sure. one of my favorite comedians. Yeah.
1: She's hilarious. Yes, and we were just saying, you know, that uh, over the twentieth century, let's say, there have been pockets of cruelty popping the, popping their heads. Yeah, you know, there was the Nazi period. There was the uh, the uh, Huac, the uh, Un-American Activities. Yeah, you know, um, there was the Vietnam War, which was quite cruel. And now we have this. Yeah, now I... we have this cruelty popping up. You know, and it's like people. There are cruel people in the world, and let's just take the country. They're all over the world, but there are cruel people. And uh, they want to be heard, and they like to stick their two cents in these cruel people. So when you give them air, you let them breathe, they come out of the woodwork, and they just say, yeah, good, let's keep those, uh, those uh, food stamps away from these poor children,
2: yeah. and let's
1: lock up these other children, and, and let's be mean to immigrants. It, 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 they seem to enjoy something to that, because otherwise, why would they back this guy?
2: I mean, how do they not understand there but for the grace of God go I? if they're christians and they're and they're people of faith i i grew up like i said i grew up in center Reach. i was on food stamps when i was a kid my parents were on food stamp i went right. to college on the educational opportunity program uh-huh. when i was uh when i was an undergraduate
1: well that's why you st- you have empathy for people probably I, I mean i
2: just think you know look i i've i've succeeded in my life right i'm 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 doing very well uh-huh. you know Yeah. but it's it's I, I always think that I could lose it tomorrow. I'm sure you do too, especially, oh, yeah. you know, you and I have that show business mentality where we're like, they're going to just take this away from me at some point, yeah, right? You they can't know what's right. going
1: to happen because we're not to the manner born. We don't, I don't have backup backup financial backup i've never had that in my right. whole life some of these people you know they inherit the money and they, they sit there and they don't have to really worry about but it but
2: that see but th- that i understand almost for a minute those people but what i don't understand is like the average joe that's going to these trump rallies that who, they have to know that at any moment they could lose their life savings they could lose their worth and they're going to need help and most of those people by the way are on social security or medicare yeah and they don't understand
1: well, you know, here's an example of talking to a, a Republican um, who who's not, doesn't like Trump, because I, I don't really have any friends that I speak to right now who like Trump. They right. have Republican friends, um, and they hate Trump. But the philosophy there is that people should be pulling themselves up by their bootstrap, that helping people and give them a handout is not going to help them. That's yeah. the, I mean, even Clarence Thomas. Uh, in his book apparently which i haven't read but somebody was the guy was telling me about it he talks about that you know and how he did it his way yeah. but when you scratch the surface clarence thomas actually was a recipient of um affirmative action right and so he did get help and yet he goes out there and says screw
2: all these other people i got mine and now let them work for it by the way so- you know you know who else got a lot of government help donald trump Oh, I mean, the guy's been bailed out by the government how many times in his in his business life? I mean, oh, how many know, times?
1: Here's the, here's the thing that really pisses me off about people under, not understanding. The guy is touted as the great businessman, and right. yet he, he bankrupted a casino, okay? Yeah. I am a gambler. I go to the casinos all the time. I love to play blackjack. Nice. The so one thing you know when you walk into a casino is that the house has the advantage. The house never loses. Right. Yet his casino went bankrupt. That really
2: takes talent. He's he's bankrupt multiple casinos. How
1: brilliant can he be that he will actually bankrupt a sure thing like a casino? This is
2: the thing I didn't understand (laughs) about the 2016 campaign. Why didn't they just run ads of, you know, hey, you want to see what Trump can do to a country? Look what he did to Atlantic City. Uh, well, that you mean the Democrats? Oh, yeah.
1: they just uh, uh, they're not. Uh, uh, listen, what can I say about the Democrats? You know, this is why Michael Bloomberg wants to get into it, because he has the money to really put those. Ads yeah. in there And really nail him. And um, I hope that he um, he's not going to get the nomination, but at least use your money for the. For you the know what? I party. think, Joy,
2: I think Mike Bloomberg, because Mike Bloomberg's got a lot of smart people working for him. I know a lot of them. They worked yeah. with them in my Schumer days. Right. Um, I think he's playing for an open convention. I think he thinks that there's going to be three different winners uh, in uh, in uh, Iowa, New Hampshire and South Carolina and then whatever happens in Nevada. And then Super Tuesday comes and maybe he gets 20 percent of the delegates and they go. The Democrats go into uh, the convention with no nominee.
1: I don't love that. I don't think that's I, great idea.
2: i got to tell you, I'm not opposed to that because you know why? Why? It'll, get, it'll, it'll, it'll bring huge ratings to the Democratic National Convention. It will, it will put a lot of interest on it, and it won't give Trump a target to attack until I after that convention. I he, he won't be able to break them down. And if Bloomberg comes out of that convention, how is Trump going to call Bloomberg a socialist, a guy who could buy and sell him 16 times over?
1: Well, that's true, but he can't call Joe Biden a, a socialist either. He can't call anybody a socialist. Well, he would call uh, Elizabeth Warren. You know, Bernie's socialist. Bernie is a socialist.
2: I'm, Joy, I'm sure you, like I, uh, get called a socialist twenty times a day by people who we are much better at capitalism than. Yeah. But that's the you know that's the right. way it is, right? He
1: plays with the socialism. It, I always say, you know, you, you're you're benefiting from socialism every time you are on unemployment insurance, every time you get social security check, every time you get Medicare. What do they
2: think it or, is? That's or socialism. if you're a farmer taking a bailout from the president right now i mean that's communism that's yeah, right out of Stalin's.
1: Bank, how about when the banks were too big to fail that was big big yeah socialism.
2: yeah they just don't want socialism that goes to poor people or people no, that don't vote for republicans i
1: don't get that i really have trouble with that but they, that's that's the way some people think
2: they got to reread uh they got to reread the book of matthew all right stay right there okay i'm gonna take a quick break and all i'm gonna right. be back with joy Behar. you know her you're listening to joy Behar. this is the So this is the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Uh, I take these from my radio show, so uh, you got to bear with me on these edits because now that I'm in syndication, I do 10 minutes and 8 minutes instead of 20 minutes. So here's part two of Joy. And thank you, Joy, for being my first guest. You know how much I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yes,
1: I appreciate that. You appreciate, that. I, <laughs> and I appreciate you.
2: <laughs> I appreciate you and everything you do. Okay. So, uh, so let's get to, let's talk a little bit uh, uh, about politics. You had the distinct pleasure of sitting next to Donald Trump Jr. and his uh, his fiancee or girlfriend uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who I used to sit next to at Fox News all the time. Um, tell me about that.
1: <laughs> well. You know, it's a funny thing. I got a really skeevy vibe from him, you know? Yeah. Uh, But I was friendly to him. Like, I I went to see him before the show, and I, you know, to try try and, you know, be nice. Right. And let him feel comfortable coming on the show. They are guests of ours. You know, they were guests on the show. I always think that the view is like my home. Yep. So, but then he he was was nasty and vicious. Yeah. He he was vicious. And uh, just like Daddy, you know? And so that's... That's what I get for being nice. It doesn't pay.
2: God help us if we don't beat his father, and then four years from now, this guy is running for president. I mean— Well, you know,
1: that's the plan of the king, but let's get the next heir and the next heir and the next heir, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then the, 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 everything will be run by my family for the rest of our lives. It, I
2: mean, that's what they would like. It is it is, it is amazing to me, and it's it's just amazing to me that there are people who are well-educated lawyers— who understand the founding of this country that are okay with this right now They seem to just be going along with it.
1: Well that's the part about the Republican Party right now that they're all in lockstep and that ninety percent approve of Trump or something it's it's really um, really it really strains credulity to tell you the truth yeah and I think that partly I never realized um, one how cultish many people can get yes. You know that's number one, and it's like they brain brain uh, uh, washed. You know, yeah. But the other thing is, what's amazing with the Republican leadership is how desperate they are to hold on to their job. Unbelievable. I mean, I was—I've been out of work a lot in my lifetime. I've walked out of tough me jobs. Me too. I have quit. They have fired me. Yeah. This is what it is. These guys, they they never want to give up that position of power.
2: They're selling their soul for one more term in the U.S. Senate. I worked in the U.S. Senate. It's not that great. It's not the greatest place in the world.
1: Maybe compared to their
2: previous life. I mean,
1: wasn't Tom DeLay an exterminator? He didn't (laughs) want to give it up. He didn't want to go back to that.
2: No, no. But by the time he left, he was a multimillionaire and, you know, dancing with the stars had to be better than being in the house.
1: Well, they, there's something wrong with these people. They're, they're, they're power-crazy, narcissistic, insecure, and selfish, all yeah. wrapped into one. And and also, you know, they want to withhold from other people what they have themselves. Right. You know? they, they don't want people to have the same health care that they have right. in Congress. I don't know why people put up with this. I don't but get But they do. They put up with all of this. I it's don't amazing. get And, you know, I was reading in Paul Krugman the other day that the red states have a shorter life expectancy than blue state people. Yep. Yeah, you know, and so those are the red states keep voting for these Republicans, and not just Trump. Republicans are not there to help you, right? They're not here to help you if you are poor or if you're lower middle class, well, and you're trying to get your kid into co- to go to college. No, they don't.
2: The, the minute you the minute you can't help yourself, they don't expect them to help you. You know, I right. mean, you're going to reap what you sow with these people, America. Exactly. They don't it's, want it... to
1: help you. Why don't you just learn right. and watch and see? The Democrats will help you. You want you want to get guns off the streets? The Democrats are more right. apt to do that. You want good health care? The Democrats are more apt to do that. You want
2: education?
1: You want a better education? You want student debt to be lowered or to be eliminated altogether? The Democrats are going to do that, not the Republicans. Right. Why don't they
2: get that? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I think they think everybody in this country is living under a false paradox that they think that someday they'll be billionaires. You know, I mean Marco yeah. Rubio said it. Oh, we look at the rich people and we say we're going to be, we're going to be living there soon. Well, you know, maybe a half a percent of you might be, but not anybody else. I think that partly
1: religion plays into that a little. Yeah. bit. Yeah. If you do good deeds, then you'll be rewarded, but maybe not in this life. Maybe in the next right. life. Right. So are you prepared to be rewarded in the next life and be treated like, like dirt in this life? Yeah. So you want to wait to that next life? Maybe. Right. If maybe. there is a next no life. One's come. No one's ever come back. So we yeah. don't know what happened.
2: We don't know. Well, maybe it's good. Maybe it's that good. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't
1: know. <laughs> I mean, I noticed that a lot of these religious people are now talking about how, how it's very important
2: to make a lot of money and how that's. Yeah. I Prosperity mean, gospel. I mean, this, I'm this, sorry. Prosperity gospel, Jesus said in Matthew, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to pass through the gates of heaven. So please, uh, prosperity gospel people out there. Again, I'm not a religious guy. I really, I'm not. Even but though you were raised that. Way. I was raised that way, and I know the Bible cold because I have a pretty good memory about everything I've studied. Uh-huh. And 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 every time I hear these people talking prosperity gospel joy, it yeah. drives me insane. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the, you know. It, it's really even anytime I hear a politician talking about Christ, I think I go. You never read the Bible, man, because Jesus said in Matthew to not make a show of your religion among men. And that's what these people do. They wear it on their sleeves. Yeah. You know, isn't it Calvinist,
1: I don't know too much about it, but I believe Calvin was the one who said that, that when you're prosperous, it shows that God is favoring you. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So huh. that's another way to look at all of this. You know, they feel, oh, i might got some money here now, so I must be one of the chosen. Right. And you, the poor schmuck next to me who's not making a dime, he didn't choose you. It's crazy. I love that, also. Like when there was a tsunami. And somebody might have, you know, they weren't there that day because the plane did. See, God spared them. Yeah. What about
2: the other poor that yeah. schmuck that's been going yeah. to church and giving tithing yeah. every day of his life right. and he died? Okay, wait. I only got about two minutes left okay. with you. And I got to <laughs> ask you about this, your, your view on Kellyanne Conway and George Conway oh. and that marriage. Now, I know Kellyanne. I don't know George. I haven't, I haven't seen her in six, four years, but I knew her yeah. back from the Fox days. And I always liked her, personally. Thought she, she,
1: was... uh, she wanted to be on The View, but they rejected her.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Y- yeah. So what, what did you make?
1: Of uh, their relationship? Yes. But, well, uh, the only way to, to really assess it, since they keep staying married, is that they get off on it. They yeah. just love it. I mean, you know, he comes home at night and he says, you know, do you see what I did there? And she was like, you devil, yeah. the way you went after Trump oh, gets, gets him excited.
2: Yeah. You don't think – do you think at any <laughs> chance there's any chance it's, a, it's an act to, of some some degree?
1: Oh, I don't know. But there's a rumor that she's anonymous without a bias. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know if she could write that book. She's not that smart. Well,
2: I don't know. She's pretty smart. I, I, I yeah. would I would never say she's not smart. No, I, that's I, true. She's a smart girl. I, look at I I warned her but when she first hitched her wagon to this
1: thing, I said to her, Get out now. Yeah. You could be the Rosa Parks of the movement.
2: Did she ever do your did she ever do your show? Yes, that's yeah. where I said this to her on our show. Yeah, because it's just it, it it baffles me the extent to which she spins for this guy on things that I have seen her go the other way. Yeah. many many times. Well,
1: that's why people are suspicious of the whole relationship that maybe she's faking it. Yeah. Maybe she's really not a Republican, but I don't. It doesn't matter to me. You know, it's like Peter. P- Whatever you present in public, is distru- if it's destructive, I don't care if you're a pussycat in private. Right. I don't care if uh, Michael Savage, who's horrible on the radio, uh, is a nice person and loves his daughter. Right. I don't care.
2: Right, right. Well, it's don't worry. You don't worry, there. Joy. The Chris Han show is coming for all of Michael Shav- Savage's markets. I'm taking oh, really? every single one of your markets, Mike Savage. So. Coming well, after good to
1: you. I wish you uh, tremendous luck in that one. Well, when I
2: get to my 100th market, you got to come back, okay?
1: Okay, sure.
2: Joy Behar, right. host of The View, one of my favorite comedians, one of my favorite people on the planet for doing this for me. Joy, I love okay. you. Thank good you luck, so much. Honey. Goodbye. Thank you. So that's Joy. I hope you liked that interview. I thought it was pretty informing and entertaining. And I think that Joy is great, and I I really do appreciate her friendship. Joy, for listening to this, thank you again. I know I said thank you 25 times, plus I emailed you. She's been nothing but gracious with her time with me, so I really do appreciate it. All right, stay where you're at. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back to wrap it up. I hope you like that interview with Joy. Uh, I'm going to have uh, a lot of great guests going forward now that the radio show's in syndication and we're in bigger markets. And not to say that the guests I've had already aren't uh, spectacular. Trust me, you are going to hear from Janet Johnson and Jill Winebanks and other regulars on the Chris Han show many, many times to come because they are just great guests who I really enjoy talking to. But if there's somebody that you'd like me to reach out to and interview, Hit me up on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn, or go to ChristopherHahn.com and uh, check out my, uh, you know, just send me an email. There's a way to email me there, so check that out, and uh, I'll uh, I'll try to get that person on and have a conversation. I think that this is a growing community. I really do appreciate the support you've all given me, um, and uh, let's grow it some more, especially those new listeners who just signed on today because you heard Joy Behar and your fans of The View. I hope you continue to listen to me and tell a friend that you found the new podcast. Uh, something that's not too heavy, but is uh, is absolutely uh, you know good politics to talk about. Uh, I, I didn't talk about impeachment that much today, other than to say that it's uh, going to be an interesting week. Obviously, hearings going on, the intelligence community presenting their findings uh, to the House Judiciary Committee. I, look, it, it's time, America. I mean, I... I Look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If this isn't impeachable, I don't know what's impeachable. This is just despicable despicable behavior by the president, and he needs to go. And and it it's I get it. The Senate's not going to remove him. But I think it's incumbent on the House of Representatives to make the case to the American people as to why this man is unfit for office. And who knows? Maybe some senators will grow a conscience and vote to oust him. I don't see a path to 67 senators. I just don't. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not so sure we won't get over 50, right? The Democrats have 47. Let's assume we keep them. Um, you know, and then let's see if somebody has a conscience. Let's see if Mitt Romney, uh, who doesn't need the president for anything, could get reelected in Utah forever, will never stand on a ballot with President Trump again, right? He's got a six-year term. Uh, the president, the best he could do is another four-year term. He will be leaving office God forbid he wins a second term. Uh, so I assume that Mitt Romney, who's got all the money that him and you know his kids and their kids could ever hope to spend, will have a conscience and do the right thing by the American people and vote to remove this president and try to bring some Republican colleagues along with him, like Collins and Murkowski and maybe Cory Gardner and maybe his fellow center, Senator uh, Mike Lee from Utah, who has shown in the past that he's a constitutionalist. Uh, I'd like to see that. I mean, I'm not holding my breath, but it's possible. I mean, stranger things have happened in politics, right? So let's hope that, you know, we start to see that come around. All right. Again, thank you for listening to me. You can find me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn, Christopher Hahn and Y on Instagram. And this, of course, is the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. And I got to remind you, as always, to seek the truth question everyone and everything, America, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.
0: The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more. All built to last.